Hello, my name is Dylan Arvella, and welcome to the Football South Coast preview for round 21. There are only six points left on offer, but there are still a handful of storylines still to be played out. So without any more messing around, let's get into the show. Justin Cairo scored a sensational goal today. Shades of yourself back in 2005. Uh, solid performance from the young guy, the youngster in midfield. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's an, he's a, an up-and-coming talent, you know, uh, one we've blooded in this season. And you know, the kid's 18, 19-year-old and, and performing well. So, yeah, took his goal. Fantastic today. Um, in saying that, there was two probably two contenders out there today, one from Matty Mazeski and, and Cario, the goal of the year, two fantastic strikes, so um, I think the punters got their money's worth today. So we're going to kick things off with the Illawarra Mercury Premier League, and joining me to preview round 21 is Coromel player coach Gavin O'Brien, thank you for coming on the show. No, thank you for inviting me Dylan, pleasure to be here. You've copped a few head injuries this season, a couple in the last few weeks, how, how are you holding up? Yeah, all good, uh, yeah the one a couple of weeks ago against Warnie United before the week off to Burt Banton. I remember the whole day all was sweet. Unfortunately, we just got a just an accidental boot to the head, I've been told. And the grounds are pretty hard at the moment. And that was just enough to stun me, apparently. And I've, I've knocked myself out by hitting the ground. Uh, you know, in the past, I've probably bumped my head a few times by maybe going a little bit too vigorously. Uh, but this one I had no control over. And I suppose you, can, you can't do much about it, but take it as... These things happen sometimes. But you were back on the pitch on the weekend? Yeah, mate. Yeah, back uh, last weekend against South Coast United, which was good because I, I did start this season uh, playing in the middle of the park and doing a job there. Uh, and then after being taking over as coach, it was hard to do both. I know Greg's doing it there at South Coast, but playing in the middle of the park was a lot different. Uh, now, I, I, through injury and... Uh, uh, unfortunate times at the club with not winning so many games and lack of players uh, I've felt the confidence to cross that line and I've had a few support from a lot of the players and it was a, a big thing for me to do because I didn't want to uh, cross that line just it just felt a bit, a bit grey uh, but I have done and it's been good because I want to finish the season off as a player because like I said that's how I started and Craig Thompson's come along the last little bit to enable me to uh, train I'm nowhere near as fit as I would like to be uh, to play in the middle of the park or anywhere like that. But Craig Thompson's coming along, Tomo, um, just a champion, and he's come along and enabled me to train, therefore to be a little bit of a help on the field. Yeah, I'm sure the assistant coach would have come come in handy from the playing side of things. Yep. We're going to talk a bit more about your club in a moment. Of course, they have had a big couple of weeks. First, I'm just going to recap the table. The top two sides both secured comprehensive wins on the weekend, which keeps Bulleye a point ahead of Wollongong Olympic. Kambalara Fury's draw mathematically ends their title defence. They are in third, nine points in front of Tarawana, who suffered another collapse in their defeat to fifth place Port Kembla. Wollongong United are in sixth, two points outside the top five, while the Albion Park White Eagles scraped past Wanuna to keep their slim finals hopes alive. South Coast United remain in eighth, Cringilla remain in ninth. Coromel's win over South Coast United all but assures they will finish clear of the bottom, while Wanuna and Picton remain in the bottom two places, both on 11 points. First game that we're going to be looking at, Wanuna v Wollongong United. Wanuna have a draw and five defeats in their past six. It has them just above bottom place Picton by eight goals. Uh, while Wollongong United drew with Kamalara Fury, they had a penalty saved in that game, which pretty much means two, two points dropped from them and they're two points behind Paul Campbell in fifth. This game's at Ocean Park. I'm going with the Wollongong United win here. Yeah, Dylan, it'd be 
it's a pretty good guess that way. But in saying that too, Winuna's ground is a bit of a level at the moment. I know they've put a lot of time and money into helping that ground to um, be a better stand like a lot of grounds. Uh, it could be a little bit of a leveller, and I was surprised last week or the week before when Tarawana knocked a few goals in against them. That's a credit to them. Uh, Wollongong United like to play, and that might be the leveller, and Winuna never give up. So, yeah, probably a short short favourite would be uh, Wollongong United. Yeah, fair call there. On to the next game, Wollongong Olympic v South Coast United. Wollongong Olympic managed to dispatch Picton three goals to nil, which gives them five wins on the spin, while South Coast United went down to your boys on the weekend. Do you have any hope for Greg Valich's side? Uh, Greg's doing really well out there. Like I said, he's coaching. I spoke to him there on the weekend after the game, and he marked that ground out before we played early in the day. Was there helping coach youth grade, I think. Uh, was youth grade. And then participated as a coach and a player. Um, they're doing really well on that. They're... They're really trying to play football, which is a credit to them. And if they can hang in there, they might be able to maybe catch Olympic on a bit of a, a break. But Olympic, for sure, being the side they are, and they're well organised, they're in a good spirit. Um, it's going to be hard for them, where South Coast are kind of playing for just a bit of pride. They're not playing for much. They can't be relegated, can't be making semis. So Wollongong Olympic, for sure, uh, got more incentive to win there for sure. Yeah, I can't really see Wollongong Olympic dropping points here, but like you said, South Coast United, they've probably overachieved in many people's eyes, and that's that's a credit to the club, credit to Greg Valley. To the next game, Tarawana Blueys v the Albion Park White Eagles. Tarawana have one win in their last five, and while they're five points above sixth, a defeat against the Albion Park White Eagles and a Wollongong United and Port Kembla win will have sirens blaring for Peter Willis's side. Albion Park, they just got over the line against Wanuna. They need a they need a win out from here and hope Port lose versus Cringilla and hope Wollongong United don't pick up more than four points in their remaining two matches. Uh, basically, there's a lot of ifs and buts and maybes for the reigning champions to make the finals. But I think it's going to end here when they only pick up a draw. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be confident that Tarawana, I mean, they've kind of got this thing at the moment where people are saying they've had a few leads and then they're getting beat. Um, that kind of name himself. Uh, of course, Coram will know a lot about that. Yeah, but... definitely. We didn't beat them, but we got stuck to a draw. Um, and they, I think they're uh, unfortunately sort of up against it for the fact that they're so good early. And any side in the world, when you're leading early, it's human nature to take it easy. Uh, I'm sure they're going to learn from that. Up at home against Tarawana, uh, and I know Albion Park, they've also lost a you know lost a coach this season. So obviously they're still a quality side, but uh, and not taking anyone. George, he's done exceptionally well, and he's a great guy, and I've got a lot of time for him. Uh, and he's kept them motivated, which is um, full credit to him, taking over a club that has lost a coach. Uh, but Tarawana up there, I just feel as if. Uh, I've played up at Tarawana for a long time and it's a, it's a lovely place to play at and everything goes right for them. I, I can see them winning and yeah. beating Albion Park. Yeah, fair enough. That's that's They're probably the favourites in this game, but like I said, I'll be going for a draw. Tarawana Oval, definitely probably one of the most picturesque grounds in the region. The next game, Cringilla v Port Kembla. Cringilla, they got a win against South Coast United a couple of weeks back. They're in a similar position to South Coast United in that sort of can't make finals aren't going to finish near the bottom. Uh, but they were pretty abject against Bulleye on Sunday, who barely shifted out of first gear to get a 5-0 win there. Porter, on the other hand, 
They went down by two goals in the opening five minutes against Tarawana, but they managed to turn things around and get the win, keeping their finals fate in their own hands. I'm predicting a Port Campbell win by a couple of goals here. Yeah, me too. Again, uh, Kunjula are just in that situation uh, where nothing to win for, nothing to lose. It's not going to be a detriment to them in, in regards of staying up. And obviously, Port Campbell are just full of enthusiasm, and they're a, they're a side that have been in almost every game. And I spoke to Noel there a few weeks ago now, and we will uh, just after we played them. And inconsistency was their little thing, but uh, that win over Tarawana, that's got to help any side. Anyway, they finish off, if you finish off a game in a positive nature, generally, uh, they, you carry that into the next week with a club like theirs that are very enthusiastic and a well-organised side. Yeah, and that game is at Cream Park on Sunday. The next game that we're going to be looking at is your side that you're taking on first place, Bulleye. Obviously, it's going to be a pretty tough match for your side, but let's not worry about that for the moment. Four points in the past two games means your club will definitely steer clear at the bottom. Yeah, it's uh, still hard to believe. Uh, I had a beer there on Monday afternoon, and it was a lot more enjoyable. Um, being part of the game, and it was sort of a deflating feeling, really, because uh, this season has been a very different one for me, uh, and for the whole club, obviously. But it's a it's a sobering feeling, and my whole uh, start off this season as a player and as an assistant coach was purely to make sure the club is not relegated. And for me, even though it's come very late, I was always hoping the relegation battle would be over early, and you might even be in an opportunity to uh, maybe knock on the door for semis, or even can even look at the door for semis, or something like that. But my whole aim with this club when I first start of this season as a player was to stay promoted and if that came the last game of the season well so be it um, but it's come a little bit earlier the way things have worked out which is what I aimed aimed for as a, as a player and then when I took over as a coach that was the aim and it's just it's never that easy coming up from a, a, a league down in anywhere in the world so I've, I've just uh, been proud it's an honour to have had this opportunity as a, as a player and a coach uh, this is where I started when I was 16. So, yeah, it's an honour for me, and uh, I'm very grateful for the, for the chance I had. A big part of the recent form has been Nick Burnell. Obviously, he came into the club a little while back, but was still serving a suspension. He's come in the last two games, three goals. It was a bit of a risk, but it's paid off. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, when Nick came along, he's been trained for a few weeks prior to playing being suspended, couldn't play, hasn't missed a training session. And the good thing about him, apart from the fact that he's a quality player and has played uh, higher levels, is his attitude's great and he hasn't been scarred with the earlier part of the season with not winning or the rest of it. So he's come in, again, a quality player that plays in a higher league um, with a great attitude. He's obviously got that. And he hasn't been scarred, like I said, about the rest of the season prior to him coming. So... He's been not affected by it, so his playing hasn't been hasn't changed. Where as the season's gone on for Coromel and the players that are there, um, it's affected their season, it's affected their mental approach and their belief and all the rest of it. And again, because he's a quality player, and that's 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 been really grateful for him coming along. Yeah, onto yourself. Obviously, you've been given the uh, the coaching reins midway through the season. Uh, you're, you're closer to the end of your career than your start of the career. How, how Do you think you're going to play on next year? Well, 
I've uh, said for a long time I was going to play them on 40 and I've and uh, give it away after that. I'm turning 40 in a month and uh, for me, I've never had a problem getting picked in the side. I've been very grateful that way. And uh, now this season has given me a whole different scope on things. Um, there's been a lot of times where I've just thought, at the end of the season, you know what, I'm going to sail off into the sunset. Uh, but a long week, a week is a long time in football, and I'll just be happy to finish off this season. Uh, again, just play this game against Bullion on Sunday, and then then I'll focus again, the old week by week sort of scenario on the game after that against Cringilla, and then I'll just make a decision from there. All these sort of things for me have always just taken care of himself. These decisions. Yeah, fair enough there. On to Bullion, I personally think they'll win here. Obviously, you're hoping hoping to cause a ricket in their title run. So I imagine you're thinking, will the Olympic going to claim the title? Well, I'm optimistic, mate. I mean, I'm optimistic because I suppose it's the nature of being a footballer. You've got to be optimistic as a coach or a player. And I'm optimistic. I've played in sides that have far less quality of players than I might have had now. And that's not a detriment to the people I've played with. I'll be involved in that side. And I've got wins against far better sides. I'm not saying that we're going to beat Bulleye. Uh, but we're optimistic we're still going in there with a nil or result at the start of the game and again you know, quality side top of the comp for me it's an opportunity to to uh, to, to win and, and make that win a real sweet one but again that's going to take a lot of dedication a lot of hard work and probably a lot of things going our way uh, that's just the nature of it when you're bottom of the comp but again the pressure's off a little bit now I'm hoping we can enjoy the game uh, and Which I'm sure it's a good feeling. Yeah, definitely. Well, just enjoy the game. Just enjoy the game. The challenge of playing, at the moment, the best side in our league. Yeah. Do you reckon they'll finish as the best side in the league? Well, that's a tricky question because that means they've got to beat us. <laughs> if they beat us, yeah. If they beat us, yeah, for sure. So we'll, we'll give them that way. Matty Bales, good mate of mine, and um, well done to him and his side. And that club, I've been fortunate enough to play at that club, and... I left that club on great terms and all the people involved in that club, I could not say a nicer thing about them. It's a fantastic club to be at. When I left the place, I said this is the club to be at for people. Um, okay. So it's a, good luck to them and they deserve what they get, all this positive stuff. Fair enough. And this game, it's the last game at Memorial Park for the season. On Sunday, 2.30pm kickoff. The last game, Camorra Fury v Picton Rangers. It's third v last should end up a Fury win. However, they've only managed five goals in their past six matches, so perhaps just a narrow victory. Yeah, maybe. You look at Picton's results all season, they haven't been flogged by anyone, and we have. Um, that's that's resilience. That's a side that's sort of um, up against it. But again, uh, without Camelwara you know, possibly scoring a few goals, yeah, it could be just a sort of a bit of a surprise package. But again, Camelwara. They're in the semis. They've got the experience, and regardless of what they might have done in the last few weeks, um, they're still they're still on the table where they are for a reason. Yeah, fair enough. And this is a perfect time to mention the Camberwell Fury youth grade side. They wrapped up the league with a one 0 win over Wollong United on the weekend. So congratulations to Roger and Jason. Fantastic effort by your side this season. And that wraps things up. Gavin, thank you very much for coming in, and I hope you enjoy the final two weeks of the season. Champion, thank you very much, Dylan. Yeah, look, three points. Um, to be honest, you've got to realise that goals change games. And we got in behind enough times 
to really put this game to bed. Um, not taking anything away from them, they fought to the last whistle. They probably should have had one or two more as well. Let's be honest, um, silly mistakes by us. But in saying that, if in the early runnings you put your chances away, things change, you know, um, attitudes change and pressure changes and things like that. So we kept them in the game. All right, and now we are back to preview round 21 of the WGC Cranes District League. And joining me to preview the round is Thoreau Thunder defender Daniel Bond. Thank you for coming on the show. Anytime. I predicted Thoreau to have a real crack at the league at the midpoint of the season. It hasn't really transpired over Rocky sit last uh, month or so. I think it just comes down to we've had a few injuries in the squad. I think at one point we've had about 16 guys out, injured or away, and it really took a toll. And we've had a lot of guys that have come through our youthies and reserve grade that have stepped up and kept the ball ticking, I guess. The, the result, <laughs> I hate to bring it up, the result that really sort of kicked off that rough patch would have been the 4-0 defeat to uh, Fernil. A lot of injuries on that day? Oh, we had a couple out, yeah, and they're a great side. And on the day, I think they got the better of us. Yeah, do you reckon you can catch them in finals, though? I hope so. Anything can happen in finals time. Fair enough. We'll get to the preview of the six games this weekend in a moment, but I'll just recap the table. The Fernell Foxes, the champions, drew with second place Orilla, which maintains their 12-point gap. Thrill picked up four points over the weekend, which puts them just behind the Wanderers on goal difference. Helensburg remaining fourth, four points clear of fifth place Coniston, who are two points above sixth place Oak Flats. Berkeley are in seventh. Their late season rally has come a bit too late. Kayama are in eighth, followed by Bergani, West, and Uni. Belambi are five points off Uni, and they are basically certainties to finish last. So the first game that we're going to look at this weekend involves one of the teams that are still battling out for that fifth spot, and that is Coniston hosting the Rarilla Wanderers. Coniston, they secured a narrow win over Berkeley last weekend. That maintains their two-point buffer over Oak Flats, while Rarilla drew 1-1 with Fernhill, which shows that they're, they're, they're the real deal this season. Coniston have to pick up points in their final two games, but I don't think they're going to get a win here, so I'm going with a draw in this one. I think I'm the same. It's a massive game for both clubs. I think they've both got it all to play for, and it'll end up in a draw, I reckon. On Rarilla... Along, along with you guys, they've fallen, they've fallen well short. They always show in finals, though. So why do you think that hasn't sort of... Um, why do you think they haven't really made a stronger push for the league? I think they're saving it for finals time, and so a lot of clubs are right now as well. Yeah, and they definitely have the quality to push on, and I know they will come finals time. Yeah, fair enough there. The other side of that fifth-place equation is the Oak Lakes Falcons. They host West Illawarra this weekend... In my opinion, that fifth spot, Oak Flats are the favourites for that, considering that in their last two games, they play West and Uni. Uh, the final two games are Coniston, uh, uh, Rilla and Fern Hill. Oak Flats beat through a couple of weeks ago. That was a one-year result. Do you think they are, do you think they are the favourites to get that fifth spot? Yeah, I do. I think they've got a nice, easy run coming into the finals, and it's going to be hard for Coniston to get points for Rilla and Fern Hill. And I think they will jump into the fifth spot. I think that they'll just have a bit too much for West Illawarra. They've, they've snared a couple of good results this season, including their win against Rilla a couple of weeks ago. But 16 goals against in their last four games. Can't really see them getting anything off the Falcons. Yeah, it's going to be hard. The Falcons have got a pretty good defensive line, and West just need to sort of get the ball moving forward. 
Yeah, and that game, that's at Keith Bond Oval on Saturday. Next up, we're going to talk about your boys, the Thrill Thunder. They're facing bottom place, Balambi. Equal second v Rock Bottom should be a simple win for your side. However, Thrill only had a narrow win over Uni on the weekend and a draw against Bergani. Yeah, I think those two games for us showed a lot of character in the boys. I think we've really come out of this little bit of a fawn slump and we're coming up, hopefully, at the right time for semi-finals. Compared to the sides around Thrill, the, the goals haven't really been flowing for your side this season, but your defence has really kept you guys in the top three sides, second best in the league. Is that something that Garth has uh, pushed, pushed on the boys, or is that just coincidence? Well, I think for the last three or four years, we've really targeted our defence, tightening up, shaping up, and really being solid at the back. And it really flows, flows through with confidence going forward. And we're really lucky to have some strikers that are on form. And a lot of talk from the back, especially from our keeper, Joshy. He's really good at really directing the boys around. Through all they've used 30 players this season, one of the highest amounts in the league. You mentioned injuries. Is it hard to sort of maintain consistency when you're always changing the sides around? Uh, it's, we're pretty good at training. A lot, a lot of things that we do, we do with the whole playing group. So boys from youthies, reggies and first grade. So it's really good. We can chop and change players and we don't lose much. Yeah. And a lot of the boys have come and stepped up, have really done a good job and kept their spots in first grade. Yeah, so I guess that with training altogether means you're familiar with yeah. with everyone in the squad. For this game in particular, Balambi, they really needed a miracle to avoid finishing last. A miracle I can't see happening. So along with yourself, I imagine a thrill win here. And that game is at Thomas Gibson Park. Now we're just going to go through the final three games of the week. Starting off with Kayama Quarriers v Berkeley. Both sides are out of finals contention. Kayama without a win in six, while Berkeley's strong run has ended on the back of two 1-0 defeats. I'm backing a draw in this one. I think both the times we played Kayama and Berkeley, they've both been good sides, but I think Kayama have got the wood over him this time. Yeah, fair enough. That's a Kayama sporting complex. Next game, the Foxes v Bergani. Uh, Fernhill drew on the weekend while Bergani rallied to pick up a point against your side. Do you think they're able to get a result off the champions, though? First off, just want to say congratulations to Fernhill. A very good season, and hopefully we get to see you in the finals. And unfortunately here, I'm going to go with a Fernhill win. I think Balgani got it over last time, and I don't see it happening again. Yeah, of course. Oh, I forgot about that. Of course, Balgani did pull off that upset win. I think that's the only defeat for the Foxes this season. I can't see him replicating that one, though. That one's at Ray Robertson Field. The final game of the weekend, Helensburg v University. Helensburg skewered their finals berth with their win over West on the weekend, while Uni got a win on Saturday to steer clear of the bottom, and then they had a narrow defeat to your side on Sunday. Your side has played both teams over the last few weeks. Can you see the students pulling off an upset in this one? I think we played them on Sunday, and they were a very good side. They had a lot of young guys going forward, and they were very, very good. But unfortunately, I think the Berg are just too strong. Yeah. Big point regarding Helensburg is their attack. What's been your reading on them this season? Oh, they've got a very good attack. They've got a couple young wingers that are very, very quick. And the Japanese guy up top is very good. And it's hard to stop. Yeah, fair enough. So they're going to be hard to face in finals time in that one-off one match. I'm going with the Helensburg win here. That's at Rex Jackson Park. 
Daniel Bond, thank you very much for coming on the show. Best of luck for the remainder of the season. Thank you for having me. Oh, Rick is uh, very, he's the captain of the side. He's, he's got great enthusiasm, and that enthusiasm goes through the side. Uh, and so, it, you know, with him doing that, it makes people buzz around him. And yeah, he's a tremendous player, you know. I, uh, obviously, he's, he's an integral part of our setup. That is all we have time for this week. Another thank you to the two lads for coming on the show. A reminder to like Football South Coast Match Center on Facebook and follow at FSC underscore official on Twitter for all the latest match reports, news, and updates. My name is Dylan Arvella. I am on Twitter at Dylan Arvella. And until next time, enjoy the football.